This is the first time in a long time. I honestly can't remember how long it has been since I have been at a complete loss for what I was going to speak about today in regards to how mindful mindfulness practice and mindful coping practice have helped me get through the week uh, in spite of myself or, or me getting in my own way. And I say that with a laugh because I realize I'm human and we all are. And uh, this is what happens sometimes. This past week has been incredibly unusual in that there really has not been anything. And I, and I didn't struggle necessarily to try to figure out what to speak about. I just, I just was aware of the fact that there really wasn't anything. And yet, sometimes, as amazing as it is, something literally happens right on time. And this is so unbelievably fresh. This literally just happened 10 minutes ago, and I am literally in the middle of a kind of a fairly strong reaction. And there were some thoughts that got started, but I will, I will back up and speak about what has happened. Uh, I guess the best way I want to put it is that I have several groups that I am part of, and I have an acquaintance that I have known for a short period of time. And, uh, I just experienced what to me, and there again, and and as you notice, I'm starting to say what to me felt like, which, you know, again, it's me thinking this, but in the moment it really does. It's easy to think that this is what it feels like. I experienced what I thought was some passive aggressive hostility. And I know that sometimes when we are communicating, but I'm very sensitive to this, when we are communicating with people, uh, you know, through electronic means, we're not, you know, we're not looking them in the eye, we're not even talking on the phone. Uh, I know that I have a tendency, I can be very sensitive to the way that people say certain things. And it doesn't mean that people need to be careful when they communicate with me this way. What it really has meant for me is that it's it, I, it has made me very careful about the way that I express myself to people. And I probably go even further. And this isn't to say, hey, I'm wonderful or anything like that. It's just I have learned with written and typed communications in this digital age that it is very easy to misconstrue what someone is, you know, what feeling that they're bringing to or what thought that they're operating from when they communicate. And I just literally just moment, you know, minutes ago had a response that literally like it, it triggered me. First of all, uh, the words that were used were some that I admit triggered me and that's my responsibility. That's on me. So I, I do not want to blame anyone else for that. I, I definitely want to be responsible for and own my own triggers and, my reactions and my thoughts, uh, to when this happens. But I also know that, you know, with, with words, especially, I know that they affect different people in different ways. And as soon as I saw what was the response that I received, it literally shocked and bewildered me. This is not something that I've ever experienced with this person before. And I literally was like almost like flat on my back emotionally. I was just literally like bowled over. I was like, what, you know, what has happened here? What, what did I do? And see there again, that's this, these are thoughts. As you'll notice these questions that I'm asking myself 
And I know it's really easy for me or anyone else to take this very seriously. I mean, when someone says something, and especially when we don't see it coming, and if it feels like there is some hostility or some lack of care, of lack of concern or care, if it feels like someone somehow has an issue with us, what is so amazing to me is it, you know, in these communications, this can set off a whole sequence of events. And within, you know, the span, I don't know exactly how long it was, maybe it was four or five minutes, I had just a cascade of thoughts that ranged from, I'm going to lash out at this person. I felt like I wanted to cry at one point. I got into this really like loop of thoughts about how could he say this to me? Haven't, haven't I always been nothing but loving and supportive of him? How could this happen? And there's all of these things. And what I realize is I don't really know. First of all, I did not even realize that I had not first asked for clarification. And just that in itself sometimes is difficult because I don't want to start a conversation. I don't want to continue a conversation or it might be starting one uh, where I am trying to ask what someone means by something when I know that I am in a very reaction, emotionally reactive state or in a very re- reactionary state. And so I, well, the first thing that I did was, thankfully, the practice came online automatically, I guess is the word I would use for this. I don't know if that's the right word or not. But it's just, you know, anything that you practice long enough, it eventually becomes second nature, so to speak. And I could just, the thoughts were going off. It just like, just, I was, it was overwhelming. I was thinking more thoughts at once than I could possibly process. And I felt, you know, in my body, I could feel like around my heart. I could, you know, I, you know, when they talk about someone breaking your heart or hurting you or hurting your feelings, you know, you, you tend, there's a tendency sometimes to feel that there. And then, you know, my mind's going a thousand miles an hour and I'm just completely bewildered. And, you know, there's all these reactions going on. I want to withdraw, you know, immediately I'm thinking all at the same time, I want to withdraw from the group. Obviously I'm saying something that's upsetting somebody. And then I want to like hyper-analyze and over-focus on trying to figure out, okay, what is it I'm doing? What is it I'm saying that would elicit a response from someone like this? You know, do I, you know, there's, there's all kinds of questioning. But I realize, and I know there's a lot of energy, you, I would imagine you can hear it in my voice, but I know that the answer is not going to come from there. I can get really caught up in trying to figure out the answers to this and think that I know why someone would uh, speak to me this way. And the thing is, I also considered the possibility after I was able to really become aware that I was doing a lot of thinking, a lot of reacting, a lot of hurt feelings, and I could even sense when I slowed things down enough, I remember what it was like when I was a child to have my feelings hurt very badly for someone to say something. And admittedly, what was said was not, you know, horrible. It was not, uh, you know, yeah, it was not, you know, to the point that it was what I would call, uh, yeah, I'm not really sure what I would call this, but it was not to the point where I would say that someone was being quote unquote hateful. It did not feel like that, but it just, it felt, it, it felt, I felt a lot of indifference, but it doesn't even really matter because I'm not feeling indifference. I'm thinking indifference. I've, I've taken what someone has said and I've run, I've run it through the filter of my mind and I've decided that I think I know what it is they're trying to get across to me. 
And the more that I believe that I know what the intention was, the more that I know what they were trying to, you know, what they really meant by this, I know that the more I'm going to be lost in my own thinking because the only way I can ever really know is to ask this person and seek to understand. And that for me has been very difficult when I am in the midst of reacting really, really strongly. I, it's, it's almost impossible for me to do that because I know I'm going to be very touchy. I know that I am, I've, I've, I've already been very triggered. So the likelihood that I could get triggered again, and especially if the person responds with more hostility, I'm not saying that they would, uh, not even expecting that, but I've had that happen before where I've tried to seek to understand or get a, a, a more of an understanding of what they really mean and why they've said it to me. But sometimes it's met with more hostility. And I know that if I'm in the midst of a reactionary downward spiral and I'm really reacting to what has been said, it's probably not going to go well. And I'm going to find myself reacting probably even more than I normally would. So that definitely is something I'm going to be very cautious of until I've gotten to a place where I can realize that this is all about my thinking. It's all about my reacting. And when I, when I finally begin to get some clarity, when I can finally begin to get some headspace and realize that all of these thoughts that I'm having are all reactions, this is really just the way I'm trying to tell myself that I feel. And I have no way of knowing how I feel because I know that my thoughts in many cases mislead me from what I'm actually feeling in my, what I call my emotional body what I'm really feeling phys- physically and physiologically and energetically. And that's really where a lot of the wisdom is. I know that my thoughts will not always... I know that my thoughts can fail me sometimes as to the truth of what is really happening. And with mindfulness practice, this is really the benefit of the practice. I could not begin to emphasize more about the benefits of this because it allows me to begin to separate my concept of myself as the person who's been hurt, the person who's been shocked, the person who's been offended. And I can begin to just see myself as this is who I, this is who I am. And I'm having these thoughts. It's happened for whatever reason. I don't know why. I don't even really need to know why. I just can start to sit with these feelings. And as I did that, what I found was that I was started to get in touch with that so much of my whole experience of having someone say something to me that hurt my feelings and that shocked me and bewildered me and caught me off guard was because I was filtering it through my mind. And I may have said that already, but to really be able to have, and this is not miraculous. This is not something that is impossible for anyone to do. It's, you know, I don't have any special innate gifts. I don't have, I don't bring any special uh, strengths or proclivities to this practice. I've just done it for a period of time. And what I was going to say is that it is something that it's available to anyone. And what I find is that as I begin to work with my mind and cooperate with it, it, and I'll admit, it doesn't feel good to feel this way. It does not feel good to have someone unexpectedly feel like they're being openly hostile in some way or at least passive aggressive at the very least and leave you completely bewildered as to where did this come from 
And so not only was I thinking all about all of my thoughts about why it was happening, I started trying to, to imagine what this person was thinking, what they were feeling, why this had happened. And, I, and I'm trying to get inside someone else's head, which really is impossible for me to do that accurately. There's no way for me to know. The only way I'm ever going to know is to ask them. I may get an honest answer. I may not. I may get a partially true answer. In some cases, I could get a completely true answer. And I need to make sure that I'm ready for the completely true answer because ultimately that's, uh, that may be what I get. And so I, I want to be able to know if I'm ready for that or not. And if I've done something, if I've said something, I want to own that. And I know that I'm in, in a much better place and much more likely to own own it if I have been if I end up being told that I have done something that I did not mean to do because I know that I'm not beyond doing things like this I'm not beyond uh, being someone who says things that people don't want to hear or don't like to hear or who disagree at the end of the day I really just want to try to be myself and intend to be who I am in each and every moment I want to love people unconditionally but I'm also a human being and so I am flawed I realize this but I know that for me, in order to, this would be very easy for me to take this and turn it in on myself. And then it would be to someone who spent so much of their life in isolation, living a reclusive life, and also as someone who admittedly cut people off for things less than this sometimes. I would just, when I decided I was done, I was done. And I don't want to be that person anymore. And so I know that if I don't want to be this person anymore, the only way I can deal with this constructively is to, first of all, pay attention to my mind and to remember that these are just thoughts, that I'm not feeling hurt, that I'm not feeling insulted. I'm thinking thoughts of being insulted and being hurt. I'm identifying as the person that has been insulted and that has been hurt. And so I'm going to take that on as a persona. Every one of my thoughts and actions will come from that place mentally because that's who I'm identifying as. And so that's, I'm going to be busy being the person that's hurt and has their feelings hurt and insulted. And I don't have to do that. And I also know that I don't have to cut people off and, and, and cut them out of my life just because they've hurt my feelings, just because they have either lashed out at me, uh, you know, directly or in a passive aggressive sort of way where it's, you know, it's kind of like, it leaves you to really wonder, okay, what do they really say? What is this really all about? And I'm not, and I'm also not saying that I'm uh, above this or have transcended this. I've certainly had my times when I've been this way with other people. And I, I certainly don't want to do it anymore as much as possible. I can't achieve perfection, but I at least can be more mindful about the way that I'm communicating with other people. And as someone who has always been very, very sensitive, sensitive to a fault, I think is the phrase, uh, I want to use that sensitivity. I want to use that for the good. I want to use that to, in, in a positive way instead of using it to as a reason to cut people out of my life and turn away and turn my back on people and close my heart to people who somehow have hurt me. What I really want to do is really, you know, be with what has happened and sit with it and process it and begin to get in touch with where it's hitting me, where I live, so to speak. If I can take some time and work with that, I can begin to be more compassionate towards myself. And really, before I attend to communicating with this person who said this, I really need to take care of me first 
because I know that I can't really communicate effectively with them until I do. So it's really about showing, you know, doing, take, taking care to do self-care. I want to be able to unwind all this. And when I say unwind it, I don't want to analyze it. But what I do want to do is energetically unwind it all. I want to be able to let it go through me, let myself feel everything that I felt, let myself think everything I'm going to think and react however I'm going to react. I don't have to buy into it. I don't have to believe that it's the absolute truth. I just can be with it and attend to it. Then I can begin to prepare myself for the opportunity when it's time to speak with them about this and to get to try to get to the root of why the, you know what was said was said. And I'm very willing to own up to the fact that it could be me being overly sensitive. I've had times when people have said things to me and I have just completely overreacted and I get completely lost in my own reaction and I get completely lost in my own thinking. And when I finally have a conversation with them, when I feel like I'm calm and I'm open-minded enough to do it and to have my heart open to them again, because I certainly don't want to talk to anyone with my heart closed to them, that I find out that it really was just me. This is something that is some sort of you know trigger from something that happened in my childhood or in my earlier life and that they really weren't being hostile at all. And I just realized that in the moment that not only am I identifying as the person that's been hurt and the person that's, that's been insulted in some way, I'm also at the same time, it's really almost, uh, I'm also concurrently, and it's almost like I'm realizing I don't know if I can do one without the other. If I am the victim, then they are the perpetrator. And then I begin to have all of these thoughts and see the ways that, of identifying that if I, there's, there's no victim without a perpetrator. So I'm going to see him as the bad guy. I'm going to see him as the perpetrator, the person that has done me wrong, so to speak, when in fact, it, this may all be in my head. And I'm not saying that it is, but I'm, I'm open to the possibility that it, it very well may be. So what I have resolved myself to do is to do the work, to work with my mind, to, you know, to let the energy dissipate and move through me and to begin to get some clarity again, to get some perspective and realize that I can just kind of breathe and relax. And it's almost, it feels like a big, long exhale. I can just be here and I can do this in a way where I don't have to, uh, I don't have to react in any particular way. There's a, there's a great sense of freedom that comes from being able to be in a space where I don't have to, I don't have to be the victim or the perpetrator. I don't have to even be the person that has my feelings hurt. I can just be me, who I am, whatever that feels like. And if that feels like for some period of time, I'm the person that's been triggered and that is hurt and upset, then that's what it is. But I am willing to embrace it and I'm willing to sit with it and realize that it doesn't define me. It's not who I am. It doesn't mean this is the way it's always going to be. It just means I'm in the process of sitting with these thoughts and this energy and whatever the feelings are emotionally and letting them pass through me. It's really as simple as that. It's not easy to do, but I realize it is very, very simple. And mindfulness practice has made it so that I can actually cope, so that I don't collapse in on myself when these kinds of things happen. I know that when I'm around people and being with people and getting to know new people and being involved in groups, there's always going to be different personalities. Sometimes, you know, people are not going to react well to what it is that I share or somebody else shares. 
but I don't want to be afraid to be me, even in these these situations. And I know that this practice makes it much easier for me to be me and to be who I am in any given moment because I know that I can cope with whatever my thoughts are. If something happens, I don't have to be afraid of it happening because there is almost like in a way, it's almost like having additional faith and trust because I know I can cope. If I've coped before, I know I can do it again and I've got the tools to cope. And mindfulness practice and mindful coping are definitely tools that have enabled me to be able to do that if I've been able to do it at all.